Now, that was quite the heated discussion. There you go. Ben, you guys were into the uh, the transfer portal stuff big time, man. Uh, we are mackerel. We are in the deep end, Bill. Yeah, that was uh, that was off the hook. I was uh, I was enjoying the discussion and the angst, and who knew that uh, that would create that type of discussion, that that kind of angry discussion. Holy mackerel! Um, which, by the way, we want to get, welcome on a Friday to the Bill Michael Show. Sorry about the uh, the weird start to the program. Uh, apparently putting things back together after the uh, live stream last night and the happy hour live stream, I have put it back together wrong and I'll have to uh, redo it during the break. So just so you know what's going on, why it sounds a little weird. Um, anyway, that being said, uh, Brewers got, boy, I tell you what the Brewers, is, can they stay hot going to Atlanta? Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Um, they are just pounding the hell out of the baseball. Six home runs yesterday. 20 home runs, 20-plus home runs, I believe, on the homestand. I mean, it's just, boy, I I don't even know how to explain what we witnessed. And all of a sudden, we have become, become extremely spoiled, to be honest with you, in the sense of this team's roping. And the best part about it, though, I, I can honestly say is Christian Yelich is roping. And so that that really is kind of the best news of all is the fact that he's really hitting the baseball extremely well. And maybe, just maybe, just maybe, you get a little bit of a glimpse that uh, that he's starting to, I don't want to say return to form, but starting to the uh, starting the upward ascent to bigger and better things. And cross your fingers. Because if it's true and Urias is hitting the ball and Adamas, who's just been for over the last week, week and a half, is just roping it as well, uh, yeah, things are turning in the right direction. Without a doubt. So welcome to the program today. We got a big one today. Today is we're going to continue the discussion with what uh, you guys were doing on the morning show out at WOZN in Madison, our flagship station, The Zone, on Ebo show. So uh, we're going to get into that discussion because I think it's rather interesting. And for those that did not get a chance to listen to it last night, we're going to kind of give you some snippets from last evening's show of, of uh, Kenny and Heilprin, which they had a guest, Greg Gard, uh, the head coach, uh, head basketball coach. UW-Madison was on the program, so we're going to hear some of that. And uh, we're going to talk some more Brewers baseball. And I I can't believe that people are going there. So I'll just put it out to the the, the general mass. Is tomorrow's game for the Bucks a must-win? I can't believe I'm even asking that question, or I even have to. I, I don't understand right now the logic behind it. I understand what you would like. But the logic of a must-win, there's there's certain games that are must-win. Uh, I'm I'm not there on this game tomorrow. Some feel that, though. And I'm not saying you're wrong because that's what your gut feeling tells you. But, yes, you always want to win at home. Right now, you're looking at a five-game series. you got to win three. And you have home court advantage. So keeping home court advantage, okay, I can say that's a must-win. Um, Confidence-wise, that's a must-win. I get that. Uh, the series doesn't really start, as they say, until a team wins on the road. Well, the Bucks have already done that. So you don't want to allow them to, you know, kind of take the serve back. I understand that. Um, but now you got George Hill that could be back into the mix. Chris Middleton, not going to be there. I, I know there's some people that are holding out hope that he's going to come riding in on a white horse suddenly tomorrow night. But the guy could barely move when he was shooting baskets in, in Boston with a giant ice bag around his knee. So I... I, I I don't think he's coming back. I would say to me, it would be all, all like like a ninety nine percent that Chris Middleton will not be there tomorrow night. 
And there's right, right now, there's honestly, there's no need. You're not desperate right now. That's, that's what I'm saying. So if you're desperate to get Chris Middleton back, then you're desperate for the win. Otherwise, nah, I think you're good. Uh, so that being said, also it's Derby weekend. You know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. It's Derby weekend. We can, uh, you know, throw a, throw a few banters out there about if you're a horse racing enthusiast or not. Uh, give us some picks. We'll write them down uh, on come Monday. We'll, we'll see who, uh, who prevails. Figure something out. Oh, why didn't you bring uh, out the outfit today? Uh, well, because I was I got a late start. I got to be honest. I got up uh, about six. Uh, we also, for those that are waiting, we have an announcement today regarding the motorcycle ride. So I've been working on that diligently for the last. I mean, I've been doing a, a lot of work on it anyway. But to get all the points in place um, as we make announcements today, I I've been doing a lot of work. A lot of work on this. So I got up this morning about 6. I went to bed last night about midnight. Got up this morning about 6, 6.30. Actually, about 6.30. Got over to the gym. Came back home. Had to set everything up. And like I said, I think I, I, well, I know I did. I can't say I think. I know I did. I set it up a little wrong. I just screwed up the microphones, which is fine. I'll change it back. Uh, but uh, I got, I, so coming up in the next hour, once we get everybody on the network, we'll make the announcement regarding the uh, the 15th anniversary of the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. So we'll do that. So I, that's what I was doing. I was doing all that today. And to be honest with you, Ben, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lay a little secret on you here. So last year, I have probably gained about, uh, about 15, 17 pounds, somewhere in there. And, you know, a little bit of weight, no big deal. It fluctuates, and I'm a big dude anyway. So, you know, that's an extra couple cheeseburgers. So I've started working out again. The suit that I wore from last year, the bright blue plaid suit, the whole thing, little snug. So I uh, have bought a new jacket, but I'm not as fond of it. And I have not uh, mastered the art of tying the bow tie yet. So I could have worn it today as if we were on opening day of baseball. But, uh, but it just, you know, you know what I should have done? I should have just threw the jacket on and threw on a T-shirt and came on the show. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Well, I was thinking you go find the hat and find a way to put the headphones under it. I I have not bought a hat. I I, I the only, I have two hats that are of goofy ilk, and I neither one of them just it, they yeah they're bad, they're bad looks. So, uh, but you know, who knows? Maybe tomorrow I go out and I find something, and then before it's all said and done, then maybe I I go okay, I'll uh I'll throw a hat on. Who knows? Do it on Monday maybe. But on Derby Day, uh, tomorrow, we'll see. I, I made Donna hat. If I do, you know what? I'll post it over on Facebook. I promise that. I'll post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, post it on the Instagram page, all that stuff. Uh, by the way, if you want to find us, 877-867-1670, uh, hit us up there. We'd be more than happy to chat with you. Um, also, by the way, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, home of the Griffins. I want to say hi to Kevin listening to us over in Grand Rapids. Uh, hit us up over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can find uh, Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't know what the hell I am on Instagram. Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. YouTube, you can find us. Subscribe for free. Get it sent right to your phone or your mobile device or your laptop, whatever. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on Twitch TV the same, and uh, then email us the old-fashioned way, vbillmichaels at gmail.com. 
I uh, I was listening as I'm I'm putting some stuff together, sitting here today uh, to the show, and I was listening to the heated discussion. Did you ever expect the NIL discussion to become so heated, Ben, on a Friday? Uh, I mean, last year when it all started, the answer is probably no, because it's good in a lot of ways. But what it does is it brings out the time-old Wisconsin discussions of are they doing enough to win? Can they compete for a national title? And those always get heated. That's the biggest offseason thing before they end up losing in the conference championship in, in the fall. Okay, here's my question. And, and we're going to listen to Greg Gard here in a minute. But when you talk about the state of college, first of all, I, I want to make this clear. What we're arguing about, or people argue about, is the few and far betweens. It's the exception to the rule. Most college athletes come in with some recommendations. Some are really good. Some are average. Some you don't know. Some you're not quite sure if they're going to pan out or not, but you, you, you make the offer or they're walk-ons. What we're talking about in the NIL area is the elite, the highest of the highs. And those are the ones that are going to make any kind of jack. Those are the ones that, that go to the portal. They can go dollar for dollar, money for money, program for program. That's, that's what they can do. Okay? So it's not like it's every player. All right? Players that develop into elite players as they get into college and begin to grow and begin to get into their own bodies and, and their own athleticism and such, and, and they excel mentally, they excel physically, they begin to really shine. Yeah, they can, they can be wooed by the almighty dollar. I understand that. What we're arguing about, though, is the is the one percent or the five percent at best, not the ninety five percent that are college athletes. And we're arguing about basically football and basketball. That's what we're arguing about. So you have to ask yourself if you're Wisconsin, are you one player away? Yes or no. And then, if indeed this avalanche coming out of the Pandora's box begins to mount against you, do you fold your arms and stand on your morals and most likely not win anything? Just compete. Every year, just compete. When we're talking strictly about athletics now, we're not talking about getting kids' educations, and we're not, that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing the want for the support of institutions and championships. Okay, and success. And then you have to measure what your level of success is and what you're willing to do to get more success. That's what we're arguing about. So when we, on this program, we're all about sports. So we want to be the best. We want to be champions. We want to hoist championships. I get it. I get it. There was no bigger outpouring of success than... Two different examples. One was when Barry Alvarez went to his first Rose Bowl and won it. This state was on fire. On fire. That was when it was back. That was when there was this holy mackerel, check out our fan base, look at the sea of red. Oh, yeah. That was when it was back. And then you saw what the state was like when Bo Ryan took his team to a national title game, when they beat Kentucky, every bar in the state of Wisconsin and every bar that had Wisconsin fans in it 
went bananas. Every household went bananas. Every alumni meeting went bananas. I mean, it was Marquette fans, UWM fans, UW Green Bay fans, UW Lacrosse fans. Didn't matter. Everybody was going nuts for the fandomonium that was the support for Bo Ryan and the Badger program at the time. So I get it. I get it. So now you got to ask yourself, what are you willing to do to take that next step? And Wisconsin, I'm not saying they're digging their heels in, but Wisconsin has always stood on the, we are not lowering our, lowering our academic standards. We are not going to pay players. We are not diving into that pool. We're going to stand outside of the pool on the moral high ground. Okay. If that's where you're going to stand, I I respect that. But when the cries for championships and winning become deafening, if teams, as this Pandora's box continues to open wider and wider and wider, as teams and institutions begin to bring in the elite because they are doing it somewhat legally, we'll say, through that specific conduit via money, and you see other franchises will say pass you by if indeed that begins to happen. I'm not saying it will, but the likelihood of it as you begin to bring in more and more elite athletes, let's be honest, the more talent, the more elite you garner, the better shot you have at winning. As that begins to 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 grow and the schism begins to wide, then what? Do the fans then throw your hands in the air and say, you know what? They're doing it the right way. I'm good with this. Are you? Because that's fine if that's your moral high ground. But then you can't scream over losses and you can't scream over coaching and you can't scream over the institution because if you're going to stand on the moral high ground, that's fine. But then there has to be some leeway. There's the built-in excuse to say we're not going to be as successful because... So that, that's the question. When we come back, we're going to hear from Greg Gard, some of the things last night off the uh, Kenny and Heilprin show that were rather interesting. I want you to hear what he has to say, and then we'll react to it. Okay? Let's do that. Stay, uh, stay, t- stay with us. we got a lot coming up. Don't forget, coming up in about 45 minutes, uh, we're going to kind of make some announcements in a really, really, really positive way. It's our 15th anniversary coming up, and we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill's Michael Show, we uh, are continuing on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, the original at treating guys with ED and others. They've come along. But there's only one. That's the original New Mail Medical Center, the medical ex- medical experts helping guys with ED. They've got a 98% success rate. Uh, and when it comes to low T or feeling just moody and up and down, kind of sluggish, putting on weight, they can help you out with some low T treatments as well, which is they're awesome. Uh, then there's the all-in-one weight loss program, and they have just new different now better more innovative ways to help you 
drop some pounds. We all know T-shirt season right around the corner. So I head over to the New Mile Medical Center. There's locations in the state of Wisconsin, a couple of them, as a matter of fact. One phone number, though. One Doesn't matter where you're at if you're listening. Doesn't matter where you're listening. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mile Medical Center. Give them a shout. Tell them we sent you. Again, 414-455-4451. So Greg Gard yesterday on the uh, Kenny and Heilprin show on The Zone in Madison, our fine affiliate there, uh, talked about building the uh, 2022 roster for this season. Well, that's that's the uh, that's the puzzle that you have to put together, Zach. Because every transfer portal athlete that we would take that has more than one year left, that reduces the scholarships that you can use in twenty three or twenty four and go on down the road. So it, it's it's not an exact science. I would say our discussions and talks about that kind of morph every day based on who we're talking to, who's in the portal, who's not, who we're talking to in terms of the younger kids. I've had a lot of younger guys visit here recently. It's kind of been a flurry. Um, and they understand that. It's one thing about the portal. I, I think it's kind of pushed the high school kids to the back burner. Um, and maybe they haven't gotten the opportunities because a lot of coaches are looking for experience. And, and uh, so you have to find that balance of, you know, you want it, you want now, and then you can't uh, have then. So you can't have it both ways. Um, you know, one-year guys that are good fits, that academically come in and get in the door here. Um, I'd love to find another Chris Vogt. Right. I think he was terrific for us and fit his role and knew who he was and knew who he wasn't. We've talked about that before. Um, but, um, you know, finding that fit and making sure all the boxes get checked, so to speak, are – even though there's 1,600 names in the portal, uh, the vast majority are probably not um, likely for, for our program. Completely understand where he's coming from. This is what he talks about when he says how he approaches the NIL and the portal. Take a listen. Yeah, I think regardless, um, no matter what the future holds, we're not going to get into the astronomical numbers. That's just not who we are as an institution. That's not who we are as a department. That's not who we are as a program. So our student-athletes have had terrific opportunities to supplement their experience with the NIL. Um, but I, my biggest fear with both those, the portal and the NIL, is they've kind of been on a collision course with each other is that education has become devalued. And, and that's something I've forewarned our guys all the way back to July 1st, a year ago. The NIL is going to be great. You're going to have wonderful opportunities to supplement. You know, if you want extra income, you can do that as long as it doesn't interfere with the other parts of your life. But don't let the NIL be more valuable to you than your education because the NIL is going to exit the day you – exit the locker room for the last time it's over and you're not going to be able to retire on that money um you have to be able to have something in place for the next 40 50 years of your life hence your degree okay so he continues on he talks about this that wisconsin's not going to delve into that okay so then he goes on to say um when, when you talk about the, the state of college athletics take a listen to what he has to say well i Today on May 5th, we're not in a great place, um, to be honest with you. I think the what was feared the consequences would be if this all came to fruition with NIL and 
transfer portal without a lot of regulation and guidelines, it would turn into what we've seen here over the last month or so. Um, and, and I think both, I want to preface this, both are good. I think both in time will have the proper, I guess, route, so to speak, or proper place. But with how NIL has been used to kind of fuel the transfer portal and transfer portal has been used to up the NIL, uh, everything that was intended for this to be about, it's kind of gotten off the track in a, in a major way. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's leaked into we did not want the, the uh, NIL to become a recruiting d- inducement and, and, and seep into the world of recruiting. It has. We did not want it to become pay-for-play, basically. We've seen in some cases it has. So coaches are not supposed to be involved with it. Um, I don't know what my guys got in NIL. We have a great platform here and a market for them to to be in that world if they choose to. But I, the biggest thing is none of us have a rule book or a playbook to work out of. We're all creating our own, so to speak, and, and that leads to a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion. Okay. Which is a, I completely understand it. Real quick, one more on Wisconsin's approach to how they look at the transfer portal as well. I want to get that because that's that's going to be kind of where you find some of these hopeful diamonds in the rough that want to get out of a program that they may not like, and Wisconsin then can maybe build upon their own programs in this particular fashion. Take a listen. Yeah, I think you you probably take the approach of contact first and decide later. <laughs> you know, uh, just because you have to, you know, in the normal recruiting world, we recruit and build relationships for two, three, four, sometimes five years. If we have a kid on, you know, that we really think is going to be good and we have them at camp in grade school. And the transfer portal is basically speed dating. We have to contact, make decisions all within probably 10 to 14 days. You, you We better be in, in go mode if we're going to do it. Um, so, it's it's a lot of gathering of film. It's analyzing stats. It's, I mean, everybody now has a website where they, they can cross-compare uh, the analytics of how a kid coming from lower mid-major would fare in the high major, how they project going from conference to conference. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, I guess people are trying to make a living off the transfer portal too and trying to provide coaches different services. But um, a lot of film work, a lot of, a lot of watching, talking to people, obviously coaches, Maybe there's a connection to their previous stops, um, whether it be in college or we know where they're from. Um, so it's there's a lot of moving parts to it, and it changes literally by the hour. Um, every time I refresh Twitter and and uh, you know look at who's gone into the portal, we go right to verifying that they're truly in it. Uh, we can't trust everything on Twitter, believe that or not. Um, and uh, then you kind of make your decision on what's the good fit, and then how do you balance scholarships? Because if you take a kid that has two or more years, then you're reducing what you can use in the next, you know, high school class. So um, there's, there's a lot of, it's not an exact, it's, um, and I think the, you know, just being flexible and adaptable and, and uh, is the most important thing. So there you go. He goes over the transfer portal. He talks about the NIL, about paying players, about what they do and don't want to delve into how they're going to handle it. I did like the fact that, and I don't know if anybody caught it, but he said there's people trying to make a living, as he put it, off of the transfer portal. In other words, there's there's already services that are out there 
that are willing to put all the tape, do all the research, and then send it to you. And then send it to you to make a living off of the transfer portal, I, which is interesting. I, and that's not something, because I would just assume that most colleges have their own scouting department via the transfer portal. And apparently there's services that are out there going, hey, this kid went into the transfer portal. Here's all the film on him. Here's all the stats. Here's all the details. Here's all the analytics. There's departments out there, such as maybe like a pro football focus style towards, say, college basketball that's out there that is already looking at a kid going into the transfer portal and guys are gathering every piece of information they can possibly give it, put it into a file, and then and then, uh, and then then ship it off to you. How about that? How about that? Uh, let's do this. We're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I want to get into this discussion a little bit further and gauge it just because I think there were some very interesting things there that he had to say. Uh, and there's also a reaction pouring in over on the, uh, the the Bud Light live stream as well. So I, I'm not going to ignore everybody that's chiming in. If you want to say something regarding this, are you in favor of paying players? Are you that particular Wisconsin fan or college basketball or college football or whatever it is fan that says, hey, look, uh, may the best school win? Or are you just strictly like, nip, you know, I stand on your moral high ground. Not going to do it. Not ever going to dip my toe into that water, which I say, I, I always caution, never say never. But give me your thoughts. 877-867-1670, Hey, the Milwaukee Admirals, tonight, tonight, Manitoba Moose are in town. If you're looking for some playoff action hockey, it's tonight, it's tomorrow night. Manitoba's in town. The first game of this playoff series happening at the UW Panther Arena. All you got to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, get your tickets. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. Come down tonight, hang overnight, stay in Milwaukee, go get some great food, hang out, go to the Deer District tomorrow. Even if you don't have tickets for the Bucks game, looks like the weather's going to be good. Go to the Deer District, get loud, get crazy, get yourself some uh, some good action down there as the Bucks then face the Celtics. Big weekend in the downtown city of Milwaukee, and the Admirals kick it off tonight. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friday, what a weekend coming up! You've got Admirals hockey both Friday and Saturday night. Bucks in Game Three down at the Fiserv Forum. You got Kentucky Derby parties all over the joint coming up this weekend. You got the Brewers hot bats, red hot team in general, heading to the ATL. You got all kinds of stuff happening. Really, really good. And uh, I noticed that uh, we are getting ready. I saw some of the guys practicing the other day, uh, yesterday when I was out uh, driving up to uh, Road America. Um, not only, I mean, Road America's active this weekend, as a matter of fact. They've got some uh, some racing up there uh, as well. And I saw that uh, some of the guys are already getting uh, ready to get underway with the uh, the Northwoods, uh, Northwood League season. And I was driving past some of the fields yesterday, 
And I see them out there getting them ready, you know, doing the dirt, and they're putting the finishing touches on some of the stadiums. And, and yeah, so, I it, look, it's it's good right now. And it's supposed to be, supposed to be warmer this weekend. Supposed to be warmer this weekend, nice this weekend, and the next week it really gets good. Really gets good. So excited about it. Uh, Andy Herman of the pack, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Andy Herman of the pack a day podcast coming up also uh, a little bit later on. Mike DeCourcy is going to join us from the sporting news and from the big 10 network and the basketball analysts. We're going to talk with him a little bit about this transfer portal, the NIL and all that, and get his sense of all of this is Pandora's box opened. And is this just a horrific thing for college athletics in general? So we'll talk to him about this. As well. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. So, here we go. So, this is some of the thoughts. Okay? Um, the l- Let me say this. First and foremost, um, I, I, one of the things, that I, and I wanted to get this, uh, Greg says, uh, Wisconsin can steer the course. Let the other schools get the players motivated by money. A player motivated by money is going to be motivated by nothing. I'd rather have 11 P.J. Tuckers uh, than 11 players voted um, um, voted on by money. Okay. So my argument to that is, my argument to that is, it's not just play. Yes, players are motivated by money. I understand that. It's not just that. It's talented players. You know, I mean, we we can talk about that. I mean, pro players are motivated by money. Pro players are motivated about going out and putting up the best statistics they can possibly get, doing the best they possibly can to win and to get the next contract. They're motivated by winning and money. Those two things are not, uh, you know, split exclusive. Okay? They can be together. So I would assume that the more talent you get, the more players that are motivated, whether it's by money, getting their their stats up, becoming bigger, better, making more, becoming a bigger star. Along the way, they also are motivated by winning a championship because that's ultimately what it's all about. Um, it, 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 the, the, the sentiment you're giving me is like it's dirty. It's almost dirty. You don't want a player that's dirty, that's motivated by the dollar. You want a player that's motivated by purity and just the fun of the athletics. But that's not where we're at anymore. That's, that, that's, not what, that's not what this is anymore. This is now, this has been injected into the veins of college athletics. And now it's there. It used to be the dark alleys, the backroom decisions, the backroom deals, things that were done that nobody knew about. You know, a handshake, and you've got a piece of paper in it giving you access to accounts. And so now it's it's out there in the open. It's 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 right there for all to see. So, are you in favor of this, or do you like what Greg Gard had to say about the NIL? You know, just saying, look, we're not going to jump into that pond. We're not going to, and it's not to say that they're not going there at all. It's just I don't think they want to get into that game. They don't want to be looked at as a a program that's paying for play. And on one hand, you really respect it. On the other hand, you hope you don't start losing players because of it. Ben, now, after that discussion last night, what did you walk away feeling? I mean, there's a lot there. I think NIL and the transfer portal are good things, and it was a long time coming. 
I think the big problem here is that the NCAA drug their feet leading up to that. So when it when the floodgates did open, there was no plan. So now we're seeing what we're seeing in terms of guards comments. They didn't surprise me at all. We heard something similar from Chris McIntosh last week, Wisconsin AD, that they're not really they don't have a plan in place right now to go and join the big money boosters in recruiting. My overall reaction is that, I mean, it's going to make competition harder. Like the, where college sports are right now with the portal, with getting guys from the portal, with recruiting, I think it will be tougher for both teams to have success. And success is in, say, winning a conference title. I think Wisconsin can always be Wisconsin. And in basketball, win 15, 20 games a year. Football, win eight or nine. But in order to win conference championships, I think the road uh, is becoming more and more uphill if they're not going to go and be able to compete for recruits. Um. In in the moment, I I agree with McIntosh and, and Greg Gard kind of, you know, parroting what each other are saying is basically like, look, dive into that pool. I think what they're going to do is they're going to sit back. They're going to kind of take stock uh, of that situation. And if it's necessary, they'll look at each other and go, OK, yeah, let's uh, maybe we dip our toe here. Maybe we do that. I like the transfer portal because I've always thought it was, you know, when coaches can go off and do whatever it is they want after kids commit, I've often thought it's unfair to hold kids accountable when coaches aren't. Now, granted, they're kids versus professionals because the coaches are pro. You know, they can't claim they're not. They're being paid for it. Uh, But I've often thought when a coach sits in your living room and says, this is what I'm going to do for you, and that's what you buy into, to walk away, you shouldn't have to hold kids to the same standard that you hold coaches. If kids get into a situation, they just think, this is just not the best for me. This is not the best for my career. This is not the best for my education. This is not the best for my well-being, my mental health, my physical health, whatever it happens to be, uh, my financial health, whatever. They should be able to move. You should give them that opportunity, that out, if you will. I don't think you should give them numerous bites of the apple. But I think you should at least be able to say, you know what, this isn't working out, I need to move, without penalty. One time, at least. Uh, beyond that, I don't think that's necessarily correct, because then you got guys jumping uh, year to year that just want to go, you know, do their own thing, and they just, you know, it's obviously what their motivation is. Um, but when it comes to paying players to come to your institution, um, say it comes down to the number one recruit in the country at quarterback or at point guard, you know, and you've got Duke and Kansas and all the blue bloods after this guy. And then there's Wisconsin and he really likes Wisconsin. He likes great guard. He likes all of that. But say Kansas, we all know Bill self is as dirty as dirty gets. Say Kansas says, you know what? Come to us. We've got this. And there's, there's the monetary opportunity. I know it's dirty to get in the mud, but do you want to do that? Would you take it to that level? I don't know how dirty it is if necessarily. It's legal, if, if it's, it's legal, allowed. It, yeah, it's allowed. But, uh, but I think the perception is that you are then paying a player to be a part of your institution rather than somebody wanting to come there. And I think we've got an emotional attachment to we want you to be a Badger. We want you to want to be a Wisconsinite. We want you to want to be a part of this program. We want you to want to win and to learn and to conform and to be a part rather than just coming in for the dollar, which I understand that's what people are saying. But but if you're if it means losing the number one recruit in the country to Kansas versus Wisconsin, would you throw down dollars? I think a really good example of who this could apply to is Graham Mertz. 
if Graham Mertz was being recruited right now, because he had offers from everybody, it's not the number one recruit, but he's high up there, and he chooses mm-hmm. Wisconsin, but it's before NIL. It's when the next Graham Mertz comes around, will Wisconsin be able to join the fray right. with NIL? I don't think there's a wrong answer to this because you feel how you feel. Um, but what I, I see coming, and I'm, I'm just predicting this portion of it now, it's eventually going to happen where there's going to come that decision and we're going to find out that this kid goes to wherever because of the NIL aspect of it. And the Badgers are going to have a good season, not a great season, and somebody's going to go off to greatness, and that's when the cries are going to become loud going, oh, my God, I can't believe we didn't do this. And the hypocrisy of those that scream will become evident. So I don't have a problem either way. If, if you want to stand on moral high ground, go for it. I, I don't have a problem with it. If you don't want to jump into that particular, you know, mud pit, understood. Um, but you can't be hypocritical. You can't go, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe we're not winning. we got to fire the coach. They didn't do enough. When, no, sometimes it really does come down with the hand with the most money in it or the hand with the, that most monetary opportunity in it for you to then turn around and say, okay, they just outbid us, basically. They offered the college aspect, the college career, the college life, and money, and we offered them the college life. And that's what their decision came down to. And we all hope that that decision becomes extremely wrong and it ends up failing miserably But because that's what we are. We're human. But there's going to come a time that that's going to become the issue, the discussion. And at that point in time, all the people that want Wisconsin to come out of the woodwork and throw ducats at, at particular, particular players – that's when you're going to hear that scream become the loudest. Uh, let's do this. Let's break away. We're woefully late for a break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show on the air. Glad to have you. And uh, today's a good day. Today, uh, good discussion starting out on college athletics. We're going to talk some Bucks basketball coming up a little bit later on. Bucks game three coming up tomorrow night down at the five tomorrow afternoon, really down at the five serve forum, two thirty tip time. Deer District's going to be rocking. Weather looks to be pretty good. You got Admirals hockey coming up tonight. Admirals hockey coming up tomorrow night. Both of those games, playoff games against the Manitoba Moose. Brewers are on the road in the. Atlanta in the ATL, and can they stay hot down there as that team has just been rolling when it comes to scoring runs? And then we are moments away from the uh, from the announcement for this year's 15th anniversary motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, and our veterans, those in the military, and their families. Because we got we've been working on this a while. We got some really good stuff, and all the details aren't worked out just yet. But you're going to get a lot of them coming up here at the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. A lot of them. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh Danny says, uh, hey, Unit, uh, you're dead on. All the people that say stay on your higher higher moral ground uh, will be the ones bitching when Greg Gard doesn't get deep into the tournament. They'll be saying we should have paid more players to come to Wisconsin. They'll all want guard, they'll all want guard fired. Uh, I respect Guard for what he's stating and what he's saying. Is that McIntosh's mandate, or is that truly the way Guard feels? I don't know. Danny, I don't know. Thank you for the email, by the way. 
And, and Danny, by the way, is also listening to us up at Menominee Marinette on our fine affiliate up there, WMAM. Uh, I don't know, Danny. That's a great question. Um, I I get the sense that it's probably a consensus. Uh, it's probably bigger than just, you know, Chris McIntosh, and it's probably bigger than just, you know, Paul Christ and Greg Gard and anybody else for that matter. You know, whether it's even the women's hockey team or, you know, the men's hockey team or, you, you know, you name whatever team they happen to have. You know, it's probably bigger than all of that. I agree with that. Um, so I, I, I think, just my opinion is that right now we are way too early in the infancy of the NIL. I know that there are players on Wisconsin's campus that are looking for some type of endorsement deal. That I know. I know that. Whether that's going to be allowed within the program, I don't know. Oh, a lot of them have it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they got those deals. I don't know if everybody's actively looking on their own. I just don't think that the school is going to be open and active in getting players NIL deals. I, the only reason I know that is because I've been approached directly to get to, to pay for guys to be on the program. So I know that that's happened. I know that they say they don't want to get into that. And like I said, it's in its infancy. It's going to morph into something more than that, though. I, that I believe. How many guys do you know, Ben, that are actually in some way, shape, or form endorsing things or making money off of things? Oh, name a name a significant player on uh, football, basketball, other sports, uh, volleyball. A lot of them already do it. They have this whole marketplace set up for a third party. It's a third party website for right. businesses to approach athletes and offer them deals for whatever it is an Instagram post or, or a commercial uh, where the line is drawn is not that because some players made up to six figures last year where the line mm -hmm. is drawn is when you are recruiting, are you putting together packages in the backstage so that when they come to the school, it's all set up because every other school in the country is doing that. Boy, um, do you think that when Greg Gard or Paul Christ or any one of the recruiters that are out on the recruiting trail talking to, talking to these guys or girls that they don't reference, if it's brought up, the ability to say, you know, hey, we don't do it specifically, but here this is? I think they definitely you, reference that. I, th I, I think so, too. I think that will be viewed differently than, say, uh, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame or Ryan Day at Ohio State saying, hey, you come here, you'll make $2 million in your first year. Because that's the difference right now. Because those programs do that. Nick Saban was doing it last year with Bryce Young. Oh, that, I, I agree. But you're right. There's programs that are blatantly doing it. Just because, though, you're not blatantly doing it doesn't mean you're doing it. Or it doesn't mean you're not doing it, I should say. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredibly interesting. And I, 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 I find it hard to believe in today's day and age of what's going on when the legality of it is there. 
that it's not referenced. And if your house of cards begins to crumble because your house is not as big as someone else's house, then I think you take a strong look at the infrastructure of your own house. But I think what they're going to do, what Wisconsin's basically saying is, is we're going to let the others go and do this and see how it works. Let them lay down the blueprint and see how it works. And if it works, well, then maybe we readjust our thought. If it doesn't, well, then we're sitting on the moral high ground and we look better because of it. And that's not a bad way to go. We are going to make some announcements coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.